It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, January 8th, there's four NHL games ahead of us on the schedule tonight. So we'll get into each of those, break them down, give out best bets if we've got them, as well as answer questions from the chat. So if you do have those, please send them in there throughout the course of the show here today, and we will try to answer those. But before we can get into any of the topics today, whether it's the games going on, our bets that we have, or somehow the Leafs dropping that they're signing uh, William Nylander this morning on early Monday morning, I got to remind everybody that today's show, as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That's betstamp.app slash edgework. Any signups through here does help support the show, so we do greatly appreciate that. Um, but boys, I mean, Monday morning, we are getting ready to kick off this week. We only got four games on the schedule tonight, but uh, lots of games that went on over the weekend, whether it was for... NFL games, deciding playoffs, final positions there, or just uh, some interesting NHL stuff happening as Alex, uh, we do see that Connor Bedard is now going to miss the next six weeks of play with a broken jaw. What are your thoughts on kind of the, the state of this team as it is right now without Bedard in the lineup? And I mean, is this just a surefire way to go out there and now try to get Macklin Celebrini for next year? Well, I mean, you have thirty-seven dollars and uh, in cap money on the IR, and basically thirty-two million dollars in your lineup. Uh, that tells you all you need to know. I mean, this is a this is a dire straight situation for any team, and it doesn't matter if you're rebuilding or if you're a contender. You lose eight or nine key players going injured reserve, you're you're in deep trouble. And for this team, it's the utmost. Uh, of, of troublesome right now, and this is bad for the league. One with with you know Connor Bedard out, you got you know a game coming up this week where he would have been going up against Connor McDavid on ESPN Plus. That's now ruined. You had him going to his first All Star game, participating in the skills competition, most likely. That's uh, pretty much in jeopardy, if not uh, thrown out of the question at this point now. So it throws a lot of things off for the league. It throws a lot of things off for the Hawks in this development time. And for Bedard himself, it's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, it was a clean hit. It wasn't. There was nothing dirty or malicious about it. But, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, just took, took it in a bad spot. And uh, is not going to have to deal with this for the next four to six weeks. He's out along with Nick Polino, who's the real heart and soul of this team as far as the veterans go. He's the one who you hear the quotes coming out of the locker room every couple of weeks. He's keeping everybody in line and everybody, uh, you know, on their toes. And that's what's needed in that locker room. So to have him missing is just as big in my eyes as Connor Bedard. So the Hawks are in deep trouble right now. Their team not worth touching on. They did find a way to grit out a 4-3 win yesterday afternoon. But uh, things are going to go from bad to worse here. And uh, like, like my tag says, it's uh, time to celebrate because we could be right in line for yet another first overall pick uh, coming this minute. 
Well, and so money, I see a question here from Jeremy. I'll throw this to you here on this. Um, does that open up the rookie of the year race? It, you see that news come through. It's six weeks. It's not the remainder of the season, but does this kind of open up the possibility of some of the other players kind of emerging or being able to take over that that uh, award? And then if so, are there any players out there that you would be looking at right now to kind of jump on, uh, to get prices on, or has a lot of it already adjusted? So <clears throat> it's the injury, of course, was 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 unfortunate right and then like slowly your thoughts go to the awards races because that's just who we are right so um i was looking at that and like um my first thought was that is there anybody else who um who this would open the door up for right so you look at luke hughes right um it would be hughes fantilli or 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 a faber maybe right um so we have plus 400 plus 800 plus Plus, plus a thousand, right? So, I think those are the, those are adjusted. So, I didn't see an opportunity to pounce on anybody else, but where I did see an opportunity is that if it is six six weeks or seven weeks or whatever it is, he's going to come back, right? And um, I mean, I would assume that he's going to be back to the level that close to or like hopefully better, but like close to like where he was. And in that case, he would still lead the rookies in 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 points, right? So in that situation, the the narrative is there, right? Like the kid missed time, and he still led the, the and he still led the rookies, right? So I think that as as the weeks go on here, especially in the next couple of weeks, um, as the scoring race tightens, right? Just because it will, um, I think, and as his odds shorten just before he comes back. I think that would be the best opportunity to get a shorter price on on Connor Bedard to win Rookie of the Year. Like he's at minus two twenty five yeah. right now. Um, I wouldn't do that right now just because I want some clarity on exactly how long he's going to be out for. Um, if if it is six weeks, then I mean, obviously in like week four, week five, we can start looking at how much of how much his odds have shortened. So at that point, I'd be more inclined to bet. Connor Bedard at shorter odds just before he's coming back as opposed to taking a shot at someone right now. Well, and how would you approach that over the next couple of weeks then? And I mean this more from a perspective of like, is this going to be solely numbers? So you see that number continues to shorten. He gets around... I don't even know where he would get to, but let's say some of these, one of these other guys, Fantilli uh, or Luke Hughes, really steps up in the next six weeks. One of yeah. those two guys or both of those two guys really take off and they're putting up points or making a massive impact on the game and it kind of starts to change things from that standpoint would that hold you off of a position on connor bedard is there a price that you look at and you would say at that one i have to bet this if if at any point throughout the next six weeks if i get connor bedard at minus 160 minus 170 i'm gonna do it right um regardless of like um, whether we have clarity on 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 when he's coming back or not, um, it's it, it's it's a little bit outside right now at at, at minus two twenty five, but yeah, well, when once we get to that level, I'm going to do it, right? Um, um, it's very possible Luke, Luke Hughes could take off. I I'm not that confident in um, in 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 Fantilli doing it. I think that um, he's just not in the right situation. Um, but but Luke Hughes is the concern. Right, and it's very possible yeah. that he could take off. Um, but regardless, 
if I get Bedard at minus 160, minus 170, I'm doing it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Alex, I mean, would you be involved in these awards races at all? Did you take any positions on them? So I, I had the only position that I had going into the beginning of the Calder Cup race was a long shot uh, that I threw on, on Dustin Wolf. I thought he might get called up earlier and, and end up being the, the, the guy at this point now to be leading Calgary. That's certainly not the case. So that ticket's dead in the water. I did take a shot. Uh, about a couple of weeks ago and grabbed 12 to one on Brock Faber uh, of the Minnesota Wild. I've been reading just a lot, of, not only watching him obviously being here in, in Minnesota, but just reading a lot of the kind of advanced stat metrics where he's leading kind of, you know, first or second amongst rookie defensemen in a lot of different categories. I thought it's worth having in pocket because keep in mind, three finalists make the cut and then uh, we go from there and we find out who wins the award. So I was kind of making that as just a side bet of, oh, he might be one of the three finalists, and I have 12 to 1 in pocket. So now that looks a lot better. You know, somebody mentioned Luke Hughes would be a guy that you maybe want to grab in pocket. And even as Bedard comes down, because I'm seeing at FanDuel right now, you can't even bet anyone individually. It's just Connor Bedard minus 240 or the field at plus 186. So a lot of books have either pulled things down altogether or they're offering goofy things like that. So that kind of lets you know exactly what so many said that, you know, the value is still really on him. And once we can get into a, a strike point of worth betting on, which, yeah, 160, 180, you know, I wouldn't lay that in the game. But when you're talking about a futures odd, a market where he was minus 270, 300 and could still win the title, that's definitely worth jumping in. All right, well, let's get into some of the games here today. We got four ahead of us, so we'll break those down. If you have questions about the game or you have more questions throughout the rest of the show here today, please continue to send them in there. We'll try to answer those. And as well, hit that like button here on the show today. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button. We're getting closer and closer to 2,000 subscribers. Want to get to that 2,000 mark? Every like, comment, sub uh, subscribe does help us get, uh, get closer and closer to that goal. So we do appreciate that. But... Uh, Alex, we start off the morning talking about your Chicago Blackhawks and talking about Connor Bedard. Now we're going to start off tonight's games with the Vancouver Canucks on the road here tonight against the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers hosting Vancouver at minus 140 here we see and a total of six and a half right now uh, before we give the floor to so money to let him tell us about his Canucks. Alex, we'll go to you first and foremost. Do you have anything in this game here tonight? What are your thoughts on where this uh, number comes in at and, and the total right now? Yeah, I mean, this looks like it's going to be a, a really good matchup, obviously. You know, two first-place teams battling it out. You know, it's funny, everything you click on and read, and I'm sorry so much, but everything I clicked on and read last night leading up to this game kept bringing up the 30-year anniversary of 1994, which I think that's completely unfair. We're talking about two completely different time frames and and if i were to have a series between these two teams now i'd probably be siding on <laughs> vancouver as opposed to new york in, in this uh in this iteration so that being said i do think this is a close game tonight i might take a small shot with a draw but i don't have anything official as of right now well so money uh <laughs> taking the dagger the 94 the 30 year anniversary um does that bring up old memories there for you yeah so <laughs> I mean, look, like we all we all carry childhood trauma with us, right? Um, I was ten years old, right, and um, I I insist to this day that that Stanley Cup final shaped my whole being as an adult, right? Um, and I'll tell you why. I was ten years old, right, and um, there was no doubt in my mind as a ten-year-old kid that the Canucks were going to win the Stanley Cup. Just no doubt. I, there was 
like throughout that whole cup run, like after after Kurt McLean made that save on Robert Reichel in Game Seven, in overtime in the first round, like there was, at, after that point, it was it was just destined, right? Like three three overtime wins to come back against Calgary, and throughout that whole playoff run, like we had like the songs going, and like it was it, it was good. I, I I was feeling good as a kid, right? Um, there was just no other option, right? And then just to have it ripped out from me like that that really changed me from having hope as a kid to just being like just whatever man like 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 things don't work out the way that you want them to in life right and then that made me that made me very objective and i just um took the emotion out of a lot of things right so <laughs> now for them to bring up again which just randomly it's it's not even the th- it, it, it's fucking january man like it's not even the third year. <laughs> right and it, it's it's not the third year anniversary of anything right like like it's it's hard enough in june when it comes up right and now we're talking about it in january just because the canucks are in are in are, are in new york right so yeah man so that's that's not cool um <laughs> with this with this game here i think that it's a pretty fair line. I think that the that the Rangers um, should be a a a decent favorite at 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 home. I think that 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 we are where we are. Um, if the Canucks get to, I I need the Canucks at about plus one thirty five for me to have um, for 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 me to have significant interest in this game. Um, right now, I think we're fair. Um, they are on a back-to-back. I'm assuming Demko is going to go today, but it wouldn't shock me if they if they do go with the Smith. Uh, Demko has started a few games in a row here. Um, how many games is that? Three games, right? So he he generally caps out at four, right? So like talking, you usually get some up to four games in a row before they switch. So um, I think um, Demko will go, but. Um, I obviously would need would need confirmation on that. So right now, I think it's a fair line. Um, it's not something I'm going to get involved with right now. Um, but yeah, we just um, I, I'm not. I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to handle any of this 30-year anniversary talk, like in in the in, in like January. So I, I I don't even know where that comes from. So yeah, I just I just want to get I I just want to get through this day, you guys. Honestly. <laughs> Well, all I'll say is uh, I would just mute Matt Albert on whatever platforms you have him on, whatever messages, anything like that. Probably just block his number. Don't let anything come through from him. Uh, But the other thing I would say is that just hope that he's bet on the Rangers tonight because then you can just go and unload on the Canucks because at this rate, we can just chalk that up as a win. So. Hopefully at some point here he says in the chat that that's who he's on so money and then that's a good sign for you. Yeah, and there you go. As right wing fan twenty three says, you get your revenge today. <laughs> yeah, it's kind <laughs> the only way that things will ever get better for me is for me to see a Stanley Cup in my lifetime. <laughs> okay. All right. That's uh, why. Let's like. like like if you care about me, right? Like, like, like we should all be cheering for the Canucks. <laughs> it's very important to right the wrongs. That's why this is exactly. this is what it is. Okay. We're making right in the world. 
All right, let's move on here. We got a couple other games here, so we got to get to those. Uh, we got the uh, Philadelphia Flyers here tonight hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins. Philly plus 107. The Penguins coming in minus 119, a total of six. So, Money, I know that you've been big on the Flyers this year. Uh, is that going to continue here tonight, or are we looking at an opportunity here to get behind the Penguins? Uh, no, I did bet the Penguins. Um, I like them up to minus 130. So Pittsburgh, we've we've talked about the last the last couple of weeks. I'm 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 very high on them. I think that um, and they're and and they're playing well, right? Even even in the loss against against Buffalo, I thought they were they were pretty pretty unlucky there. I, I didn't think that um, I thought Jari um, he he didn't play well, but but the team it, it was a good team game, and they've and they've continued that. It's been it's been a good. I would say a good, probably three weeks now that this team has been playing. Um, that 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 this team has been playing up to that level. Um, so I, there's no reason for me to think that that won't won't continue. They did play um, in early December. They played a back uh, a home and home, and the and the Flyers took both games. They were both in overtime, I believe. I think a shootout and and, and an overtime. Um, but I had those both those games scored as a as a as a coin flip when that was just before the Penguins play started taking off, right? So, um, so so that's where my edge is built in, um, and then for the Flyers, um, Flyers, so they did struggle before their last couple of games here against Columbus. Even though they lost against Columbus, I thought that I I, I had that game scored as a Flyers win. Um, and then Calgary, which that was a that was a deserving win. But before that, they were struggling. So now, um, they played Columbus, who who is Columbus. I mean, you should you should play well against Columbus. And um, and uh, Calgary, uh, except for the Leafs, sack. And um, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and, and then and and then the Flames, who we're now seeing. A little bit of a dip in their play, right? So it's not that I'm taking anything away from the Flyers in those games, but what I'm saying is that they struggled before those two games. Um, then they played well against a couple of teams who are on a dip, and now they're stepping up in class again against the Penguins. And I feel that 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 has not been reflected in the market yet, right? So I do have the Flyer uh, the Penguins up to minus 130 in this game, and that's that's where we bet it. That was such an unnecessary shot. I I knew it was implied in there some money, but that was unnecessary. You yeah, didn't have look, to outright say it. We could have let I'm, it go by. I'm I'm just in a bad mood now, right? So like I'm gonna like take <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take shots at like everything now. Like I I don't understand why we're talking about a 30 year anniversary in January. <laughs> Anyways, Pittsburgh minus one nineteen on the money line. We locked that in here against Philly tonight. Uh, Alex, is there any uh, anything that you're looking at in this game? Yeah, I, I'm actually on the regulation draw here. I grabbed uh, plus three twenty five, which has not kind of dropped the most markets around three fifteen to three twenty. The dancing kind of close on that plus three hundred line. That's really kind of my bottom cutoff point, really for a draw. It shouldn't be getting any. You should be getting at least plus three hundred. Uh, if you're betting any of these regulation draws during the season, so 320 is fair enough, especially when you talk. You look at like the the, the series history. We saw back to back, you know, matchups early last month. Both of them going past regulation, so plus 320, uh, putting a full unit here. Penguins Flyers to go past regulation. 
All right, there you go, plus 330. Uh, we have their pinnacle, best price available, so grab that. Make sure to shop around. Uh, two bets there in that game. We will lock those in, and again, we will recap all of these at the very end of the show, so don't worry if you've missed anything. If you feel like uh, you're trying to find out what numbers there were, we will go back and recap all of those at the very end as well. Just a quick reminder now, through two games, but less than half the people watching the show right now have hit the like button. It's just not enough. As someone you said uh, before, we will continue to say again, smash the like button if you are watching right now. Please hit the like button, support the show. Another game coming up next here, uh, Alex, where you are, Minnesota Wilds hosting the Dallas Stars here tonight. Minnesota plus 122, Dallas minus 135, and a total of six right now. Talk to us a little bit about this Minnesota Wild team and where the price is coming in right now on this game against the Stars. Yeah, I mean, the Wild, they're just completely banged up right now, and the, the John Hines honeymoon is over. Uh, you know, we saw that little coach bump. After everything got fired, and this team's played with a bunch of life and energy, and they had some offense going for the first time all year, and then all that just come, kind of fizzled. And it made sense. Uh, you can see the writing on the wall. John Hines, if you look at his tenures, excuse me, in Nashville and New Jersey, they were defensive-minded. And uh, eventually, once the defense vaulted, then the team just had pretty much nothing. So uh, they're not in the best of spots right now. Con considerably with Dallas, they're having their own issues. They're still missing Jake Ottinger dearly, and they're running Scott Wedgwood in the ground because they don't want to put Matthew Murray in that, which now begs the question, is Matthew Murray worth being an NHL goaltender? Dallas seems to maybe think not quite so much because they keep running Scott Wedgwood in there every night. Uh, and now you have Miro Heiskin and one of your top defensemen out. Uh, for at least a month as well. Thankfully, they won't be missing him for the rest of the season. They said he won't be needing any kind of surgery or anything like that, but he will be gone for another few weeks, and he'll be missing this game. And so I, I think there's some weaknesses defensively for Dallas. I think there's just weaknesses overall for Minnesota. Uh, I'm just going to keep on riding with what I've been riding on with the Dallas Stars. That's that first period over 17-6 and six run. And we haven't seen a price close at anything minus $1.50 or higher. Uh, it's fascinating to see when you think about first period runs over the last five, six years where we've seen the books adjust these numbers in crazy ways uh, on these patterns. They have not done that with Dallas. So it's still getting great value, minus $1.24 pinnacle all the way up to $1.40 at DraftKings. Uh, I grabbed $1.25 when I got up this morning, so that's the range I'll be shooting at. So pinnacle, uh, your best option if you have that book available to you. So Dallas, Minnesota, first period over one and a half minus 124 there. We'll lock uh, that in for our third official play of the day here. So money, is there any other way that you'd be looking at this game tonight? No, I'm going to cheer for Alex and his first period over here. Um, in terms of um, in terms of the game line, I think it's fair. I think that with the, with the personal issues that both teams are dealing with, um, Dallas's goaltending issues and um, just them being on the road here, you can't install them as too big of a favorite and and, and you shouldn't. So um, I think that um, where they are right now is fair. Uh, so I'll be I'll be passing on the game. Maybe I I, I would have considered the over, but um, I think it's already been juiced enough. So um, yeah, so I'll I'll be passing on that game. All right, and final game of the night here that we'll take a look at. And again, if people have questions, I saw there was one earlier, so we'll get to that at the very end here as well. But if people do have questions, whether it's just about general hockey betting, betting uh, futures, whatever it is, please send them. We'll try to answer them after the final game here. And that would be the Colorado Avalanche hosting the Boston Bruins tonight. Colorado minus 122, Boston plus 110. We see a total right now of six and a half. That is on plus money on the over six and a half. So, Money, what are your thoughts right now 
looking at this Colorado team coming off the loss the other day to the Florida Panthers uh, and going up against Boston as favorites with this minus 122 number right now? So I, I don't have a play in this game, but um, I'm very interested in watching this game because I do feel yeah. that there's um, there's a lot of elements in, in this game with with two teams that are good enough to be able to go deep. So I, I, I do want to have more access with these with these teams playing each other. Um, so Boston, right? We 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 talked about Boston last week in the sense that um, they do want to get back to a um, to their more more defensive game, but for whatever reason they're not able to right now. They're not they're not playing well defensively. They do give up a bunch of chances, um, and while and and Colorado, um, they've made a. It seems like they've made a, a conscious decision here to just try to outscore teams, right? So, where Boston is more inclined to slow it down, Colorado just wants to skate, right? So, um, I'm I'm curious how this game plays out um, in terms of the line composition. So this is similar to a lot of the pick'em games we see, where um, you just um, you, you just put the put the favorite on the home team and just call it a day, which is what yeah. which is where we should be right now, right? So Colorado. Minus 120, 125. I think that's 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 where we should be. Um, once they start getting into the 130 range, I think that that's a little inflated. But um, as of right now, I think um, I think we are where we should be. And I'm more interested to see um, which which team style wins wins out here. Um, I think that. I mean, the total is fair too, right? I'd like I'd like a juiced six. Um, six and a half. I think that it's pretty fair, but um, yeah, I'm just I'm just more curious to see how this game plays out more than more than having a betting interest in it. Well, Alex, uh, so money doesn't have a bet here, but uh, would you possibly have one in this game? I don't as of now. This is one I kind of circled as a live wager game, and like like so many said, the numbers are fairly tight, especially when you're looking at the totals. I think we could wait a few minutes and possibly get. Five and a half. Uh, we maybe even be able to get plus money on a one and a half in the first period over. If we see in the pace, that'd be like. Uh, keep in mind, Boston has won the last three meetings here, and they won them by margin. All three uh, of those victories came by exactly four goals, um, or four, you know, a four goal margin, I should say. So they've been high scoring affairs. So Boston's been comfortable playing in. Uh, the altitude playing against this team, matching their style, and, and, and you know this is where we kind of see that when we see East-West matchups like this. We tend to see the physicality of those uh, Eastern teams, at least the Eastern teams that play a more physical base. They impose that a little bit more on those Western Conference teams. You know, we even saw it with, with Florida. Yes, they scored eight goals, but they were a lot more physical than they would be, say, against a Washington. Uh, so that's something to keep in, in, in mind there, too. So with that being said, I'm leaning toward Boston. I'm leaning toward an over, but I'm looking for those things in-game, and I just want to see how things shape up in the first few minutes. All right, well, nothing for us there ahead of the game, uh, so we're not going to force it, but we will recap all these at the very end. Before we do, we do have a question in the chat here. Matthew Bingham had asked pretty early, so I'll leave it to you guys as well. Morning, fellas. If you have a moment, would you mind discussing the merits of doing round-robin betting, particularly if looking to capitalize on an edge on multiple games with heavier juice? Cheers. Did provide an example here as well, saying uh, a Yankee, 11 bets on four games that could be in the minus 150 to 200 or so uh, juice all of which you feel you have an edge on. Better to bet individually, or is the round robin the way to go? I'll leave this to you guys to uh, to break down as well here. 
Yeah, so round robin, um, it is it is a strategy that is implemented. It's um, mostly used to, uh, when you have multiple edges, um, you can kind of hide what you're doing in a sense, right? Especially in like a, in like a, a book that's not as sharp who will look at you and the individual bets that you're putting in, if you're always beating the market, um, they will pretty much come down hard on you. So, so, so a round robin is a way to um, not only hide, hide what you're doing, but also circumvent limits as well, right? Like um, you're not gonna be able to get theoretically as much down on individual games, but if you're able to round robin, you can, you can increase the, um, the, uh, the, uh, put the potential payout on the individual games that you would have been betting anyways, right? So, um, and, and it's, it's a sharper um, strategy, of course, than, than doing a parlay. Um, but yeah, so like round robins, um, they are exclusively used at non-sharp books to hide your action and to circumvent limits. And it's, and, and, and it's a very viable strategy as well. Right. Right. I don't know, Alex, if you have anything to add there. No, I mean, I, I don't do it often, but that's pretty much all I've ever heard about in, in regards to Ron Robbins, though. That, that's kind of, kind of right in line. All right. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Uh, in terms of the picks that we have here, to quick recap, uh, we only got three best bets and we got two in the Pittsburgh Philly game. Uh, we're going to take the Pittsburgh money line minus 119 there. Full unit on all three of these, by the way. Uh, the Penguins money line minus 119 as well. We're going to take the regulation time draw plus 330 there between the Penguins and the Flyers. And then finally, we're going to go to the Dallas Minnesota game and take the first period over one and a half minus 124 there. So those are our three bets. If you do want to see all of these, you want to see them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, whatever it is, you can find them over in the bet stamp app in the find better section as Edgework HQ. See how we've done throughout the course of the season. See how we've done dating back to last year. You can find all of that in there. So make sure to give that a checkout uh, as well on top of that. If you're looking for show updates, you're looking for Saturday best bets, you want to know how, when, and why those picks are coming in on Saturdays or throughout the course of the week, who's on what show on any given day, make sure to follow us on Twitter at EdgeworkHQ. And then final note, today, the College Football National Championship game does kick off. Joey Kanish, Brad Powers will be going live on the Hit the Books YouTube channel at 4.30 p.m. until about 6 o'clock, giving you Pre-game breakdown, maybe some final bets, some player props leading into the Michigan-Washington game here tonight, as well as joined by special guests Douglas Farmer, Parker Fleming, and Franchise KF. If you have seen those people on Twitter, they will be hopping in on that show here tonight. So give that a look. Uh, make sure to go over there. Turn on notifications so you get notified when that show goes live as well. But thanks to everyone who tuned in here today. Greatly appreciate it. So money, Alex, thank you guys for taking the time to do this. As always, look forward to seeing you later in the week. For everyone else, enjoy the games. Good luck in your bets tonight. <laughs>